Welcome to Dr. Zoe Today, where the topics are always real, raw, and relevant about love, sex, and relationships. Warning, do not listen to this show if you are sensitive to controversial issues or easily offended. Dr. Zoe and her guests are not to be held liable for any shock, pissing of the pants, sudden desire of change, or uncontrollable laughter. Now, here's your host, Dr. Zoe. Hey everybody and welcome to Dr. Zoe Today. Tonight we have a treat for you. You might know him as Ashley Larry from The Chappelle Show. You might know him from MTV's Guy Code or Guy Court. Or you just might be one of the millions of people he's entertained worldwide with his comedic genius. Either way, I have him with me here tonight. And we're going to be talking about his new movement, Save a Bitch. Yes, that's right. I said Save a Bitch. Welcome to Dr. Zoe Today, Donnell Rawlings. Thanks for having me. I really feel I really feel like a special person. You said we have a special treat. It sounds like I'm like a sexual candy bar or something <laughs> like that. We got we got a Snickers bar, we got an almond joy, and we got a Donnell Rollins. Our special treat comes with chocolate and nougats and everything. Yes, yes, yes. Tell my listeners how they can connect with you before we get started, uh, so they can check out your upcoming events and stuff like that. Uh, size 38 double D is a nice way to connect with me. <laughs> Dude, um, how'd you know? How'd you know? Uh, For real? I, I'm, I'm psychic. Okay. It's my telephonic <laughs> telepathy. And a rum and coke with a gin martini is another way you can connect with me. If either of those two don't work, then you can connect with me at, uh, at Donnell Rollins. And I'm arrogant now. I like to say, just Google me, bitch. You'll find me. Yeah. Also, Instagram and Twitter at Donnell Rawlings. You got both of those going on too, and they can check out what you're doing. Savebitch.com, DonnellRawlings.com. All right. I'd so like we're to say, for um, just the correct spelling, for all the white people that are fans, and I do have a lot of white fans, <laughs> it's Donnell, D-O-N-N-E-L-L, not Darnell, because a lot of people like to see Donnell and say, Hey, Darnell, how you doing? Double N, double L, Donnell, and Rawlings. Raw and L-I-N-G-S. So we got it. You You said raw like you about to be a rap artist. You like raw. raw. Our tag tag on the show is real raw relevant. So you fit right in. You fit right in. Before we get into Save a a Bitch movement, I want to talk to you about Ashy Larry. How did that character originate? Who came up with the idea? Well, when I was working with Dave Chappelle, like when I I was on Chappelle's show, I knew that – I didn't have a lot of screen time, so whatever I did, I tried to maximize it like with things physically that make me look like I was funny. So when I saw the script, <laughs> I saw that this guy was wearing boxer underwear and just dress shoes and a pair of socks, and I was like, I really, really want to take it out the gate. So I was like, when I when I when I come out this when I come come to set, I want to be so ashy that you could write how much money that people owe me on the side of my leg. So originally he was Larry. I added the Ashy and the iconic character Ashy Larry was born on the Chappelle show. Mm, how long was your run on the Chappelle show? Well, it was uh wish it would have been five years, but um uh Mr. Chappelle decided that he wanted to do a retreat to Africa, so we went from what we thought was gonna be a seven season show to two and a half two and a half seasons. All right, so I know you've been traveling, and you're always going to clubs, you're always hanging out with other celebrities and stuff. Now, be honest with me, because this is Dr. Zoe. This is us talking. So mm-hmm. did the ashy guy, did it fuck with your game with the ladies? Like, if you're with, like, Kevin Hart and Snoop, and there's, like, some dime pieces, and it's just like, oh, there's that ashy guy, did it ever fuck with your game? It never fucked with it, because you got to realize a lot of women like guys that they could help. If you're a dude... <laughs> 
does more truly challenge. See, it worked totally opposite of what you. the guy who started Save a Bitch. Okay, yes, go ahead. No, who started Save a Bitch is going to finish Save a Bitch. You got Snoop Dogg standing there, and you got Kevin Hart standing there. Both of them look like they don't need anything. Then you got Ashley Larry standing beside him. What are the women going to say? Damn. He looked like he could use a rub down. He looks like he could get some lotion. So it worked in my favor. And what chick don't want to lotion a man up? You tell that's me one true, chick true, don't want to lotion that man so up. Have, so you gotten a lot of, have you gotten a lot of cocoa butter as gifts over the years? Yo, I was on lotion so hard. When I travel in my rider, I say that I want 20 ounces of lotion on ice before I ever hit any stage. So, yes, I have got a lot of um. A lot of things, I won't say action, a lot of things in my favor because my skin is more surely challenged. So yes. now you're going from ashy to classy, is that correct? Yeah, ashy is, I'm always going to have an inner ash. It's good for every guy. Inner ash. An inner ash. <laughs> That's the characteristic that women love. They look They look like, an ashy guy looks like a guy that's going to be something in life one day. Mm. He's going to work towards something. One These day. guys that are, that are shiny and glistening and moisturized, don't trust those dudes. A dude that don't need no lotion anywhere in his body don't need a woman for anything. He's got everything <laughs> under control. All right, talk to me about some of the projects you got going on right now. Like, how are you enjoying Guy Code, Guy Core? Um, Guy, Code is, uh, yeah. Guy, Code is, uh, Guy Code is going well. It was one of those shows I didn't really know. It was going to be as popular as it as it is, but it's really a part of pop culture right now. Yeah. Um, I'm positioning myself. I've been on a tour, the uh, Donnell Rollins Unchained Comedy Tour. Where I'm yeah, recording. you just got back from Australia, right? How is that? Got, Australia was cool. I didn't get to meet any kangaroos or anything like that, but, you know, it's, it's, no, it's nothing like... No, wait a second. What was that creature you had up on Instagram? That kooka. wasn't a kangaroo. It's a what kooka. was that? A it's kooka? a kooka. Not not sounds to be like, confused sounds with like a, sounds like a Spanish word for pussy or something. It I, sounds a like a racial word. It sounds like a racial <laughs> word too. I don't mess with them crackers like, like that. Punani, 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 puka. All right, so that was a puka. What was that? Like is it like a dwarf kangaroo or what? What is well, that? Well, they try to say it's it's a it's a marsupial. It's it a, looks it's like a, a rat and a kangaroo I, fucked, and they had a puka. You know what? I'll tell you this. They tried to tell me it was the most friendly animal in the world. I said, <laughs> "Fuck that! That shit like a, a rat from Harlem." Oh you my know? god! They look. Oh they, they 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 say they are like super friendly, but they just like me. You know, me growing up between Washington D.C. and New York, it still looked like a road. The tail was like two feet long. You know, uh, it was a, it was a very very approachable. All right. Everybody Animal, wants to hear about Save a Bitch. Let's talk about Save a Bitch. So this was your idea. You came up with this. Damn, one. you're the first white person don't want to hear about saving oh, the animal. please, whatever. The, <laughs> I, I'm trying to tell you about this animal. Now, nah, we don't want to hear that. What about these bitches? I'm you're Greek, the first I'm white Greek chick. Anyway. I'm Greek anyway, so I'm like technically Well, let me like, tell you, for a black guy, what? let me tell you. For a black guy, we put that under the same umbrella, okay? Okay, I got you. All right? I got you. Let's just be clear. But right, I'll take plus, that. Plus, I dye my hair blonde, too, so that, you know, there that you makes me look more white. But at least I got, like, some olive complexion going on. Might not. I if it don't make well, you look white. I tan well. If, I, don't, I don't burn. That's good. That's good. All if right, it so, don't make you look white with the hair dye, it makes you look a lot more fun with the hair being blonde. Oh, thank so you. So it's yes. a win-win. Yes, yes. Okay, so true intentions with this Save a Bitch movement. What's up? The true intention of the Save Bitch Move, I know for me being a guy that's been out in the streets and been out 
entertainment while I know that there are women out there they go through the same trials and tribulation as men in their in their youthful ages where they might like to be experimental and be a little bit more perspicuous more uh, promiscuous than they really want to be and, and promiscuous yeah, both African American yes. I'm getting together I'm working on addiction but <laughs> I think with some women do you have a place you got you come to a turning point in your life where you're tempted between temptation and salvation and depending on who and what comes in your life you can make a decision where you're going to be a chick that just has, like, slutty vibes or just doing things that are not acceptable when they get older. And I think that um, I think that some of the images that we have on TV, some, some of the way that we promote women with all these twerk dances, with all this overly sexual content, I think it may give some young women the wrong idea of what, what should be accepted by women. And as, as graphic and as provocative as the word bitch is, I think that there's a need for, you know, some guys or some people to say, you know what, some of these bitches need to be saved. And some of them need to be saved in the financial arena. Some of them need to be saved health-wise, and some of them need to be saved with culture. In my program, SaveABitch.com, we're taking a, we're taking non-traditional way of doing things with traditional way of doing things and trying to save these bitches one at a time. I've been my, my my organization has been around for for two years. Since that time, we've probably saved about twenty four bitches because these are bitches you, are, are really. Are you serious? Are you fucking serious? Because when all my listeners go to saveabitch.com, dot com, there's a plethora of videos on there that they can see, and like there's one video where you're like petting a lady. So tell my listeners why you made that video where you're like, what was the idea behind? Well, that? Well, the reason you're... why all and for all the especially for this white audience now, you all are familiar with oh, Sarah McLaughlin. Oh, you all, white people like, let me explain. Come on white now. Folks, Didn't you just folks, read the article in the source? I mean, come on now. I got, I got no, listeners. Listen. I got listeners, all kinds I'm of people. I'm not saying you don't. When okay. I, I'm not saying all you right. don't. So white I'm audience, white it, audience, when, my ass. Okay. And, okay, said, so first, we got we, all about, all about one love right here. Right here at Dr. Zoe, we're all about one love. So it's not about. I never argued that. I never argued. I, I love my Asian people, my Latino people, my my African American people, my white people, everybody. I love all my listeners. I love you all. Okay, now, okay, so the video, the video where you're petting the lady. Who's the lady in the video? You're petting her, and you're going. Back to back to my original response yes, to sir. all the white listeners that love <laughs> saving animals. I have not to see oh, yeah, a yeah, black yeah, person okay. out there saving an animal, and I'll be clear, that wasn't to try to undermine your yes. audience, understand that you reach out to a lot of people. But what I'm saying, when I see these videos, like Sarah McLaughlin, yes. there's a white chick petting a Labrador Retriever. I hate that song, but yes. Okay, so she has the, you can't help, but he sees What I did special. was I spoofed it. I was watching that video one night, and I saw, I was like, you know what? She's trying to save these animals. I had already had my organization. What about all the babies out there that are starving? All right, America. I only can answer. I only can only answer one question at a time. I right, go. I'm I was, sorry. I, all right. What I'm saying is, and the, the, the idea came from, I was like, it was just funny. I got my organization, SaveYourBitch.com. Why don't I spoof that song and have a young lady in my lap and going through the things that she needs to go through for people to help, to, for someone to help her. And that's why it's a spoof. A spoof is a satire, 
it's, it's, it's satire, it's comedy, poking yes. poke fun at an original song. And that's where that song, Save a Bitch, comes. If you go to SaveYourBitch.com, you can, that will explain it better than my definition of it. But it was to poke fun, but it's also bring awareness to my organization of saving bitches. So you're actually raising funds for this nonprofit organization. No, 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 I'm raising funds for myself. Okay, <laughs> but but with that, you know what I'm saying? With, yeah, with that, that you need to pay for those services. Some people don't know how to save these bitches. So for every hour that I teach you how to save somebody, that I don't think I don't think there's anything wrong for me making a little small wage off of it. But some of it goes back to these bitches, you know, one at a time. Okay. All right. So t- you said you saved like 24 bitches. What do you mean you saved 24 bitches? Like how? Just like in the mental. I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example. There was a young lady, and she was the the, the, the woman that was focused, that, that was the center in that video spoof that you saw. Mm-hmm. Um, before she started, you know, consult with me and been part of my organization, and you she was said a young she lady was, that was, she was at the strip club, and it was raining, and it ain't raining no, no more. she wasn't. No, she wasn't. That was that, that was symbolic. Okay, she was a you. woman that was out there in the streets that was having a lot of fun, which is nothing wrong with it. But at the same time, there was times when she would come to me and tell me, like, why can't I find a man? Mm-hmm. I'm looking for a man. Why is it so hard? These guys ain't shit. These dudes ain't loyal. And I told her, you got to change your thought process. Like, mm-hmm. men can tell a desperate woman. If you're going out to a club and you look like I'm gonna get somebody for some money, mm-hmm. I want to get this guy. We can smell that. We're not to say from that we want to get. a mile away, I always from, say that you can smell well, desperation from a mile away. You can, yes, you can smell it from a mile away. Not to say that we won't be engaged, but we won't want to engage with you in the way you want to. Right. So first off, I said you can't look for a man to try to give you happiness. You have to find happiness in yourself, so you have to find Very yourself good. worth. You have to find things that motivate you because that's the energy that we connect with. If we see a woman that's independent, a woman that's doing her own thing and that has her own mm-hmm. mindset, we want to be a part of that. We don't want to be a part of just like this bitch need us for everything. So going back to it, the young lady mm-hmm. in that video, she was out there, and I knew somewhere deep down inside she had a good heart. Good head, she had a good heart. She had an opportunity to be loved, but until she found peace for herself, she wasn't going to find it. Right. I helped with that, and I also told her another art that she wants to learn. And this is definitely a tough art, especially for the African African American community. She had to learn the art of shutting the fuck up at the right time, because some <laughs> women. Know when to shut the fuck up, but it's not that we want you to shut the fuck up all the time. It's at the right Certain time. time. It's, there's, there's an art to it. You can talk, but please know the art of shutting the fuck up at the right time. <laughs> well, uh, understand? Yes. And, and understand this art. There's a lot of women out there that they, they have all these demands. I want a man to treat me like this. I want a man to treat me like that. He needs to do this. But they don't ever ask themselves, what do they want to do for the man, their man right. for them to want to do certain things? Of course, you want that queen treatment. But until you learn how to treat a man like a king, nobody's ever going to treat you like a queen. So after I broke down... Her psyche on her th- on what mm. her thought process on was Damn, on what Darnell, what, you what need to be on my you need to be on my team on catapultent.com. That's what I do. Well, I'm just coach. excited to be on your show yes. right now. Yeah. I just be clear when I say save a bitch, that does not necessarily mean financially. It's just the mindset. And there's a lot of women out here today that the first phrase they say when talking about men is you know all men ain't shit and that's not the truth you have men out here that are are successful you have men out here that are supportive and you have men out here that want to do the right thing but we've been beaten up so long with like you ain't shit that some guys do fit into that but it necessarily mean that that's the rule and until you change your mindset or until you 
change the way you look at life, until you change the way you look at yourself, how you want to present mm-hmm. present yourself, mm-hmm. nobody's going to love you. And that's why I'm really pushing my platform, asavabitch.com. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. It's very similar to what I do, changing the mindset first. And also we teach women that confidence is the sexiest thing they can have. So they have to find happiness within themselves before they're truly going to find happiness with somebody else. Because if you're trying to hook up with somebody or be in a relationship to be fulfilled, it never works out. It never works out. One person is always pouring into the other and somebody ends up depleted. All right, so the other day you and I had a conversation. You got deep with me about how you grew up having a single mother. So tell me a little yeah. bit about your mom's inspiration in your life as far as starting this. Well, movie. my mom, first off, my mom and my dad were totally opposites. My mother was a social worker and mm-hmm. my father was a drug dealer. But the um, ironic situation was that they both had the same clients. My mm-hmm. mother being in the social field and then my dad being in the illegal pharmaceutical field mm-hmm. had the same clients. My mother would be like, baby, you need to get your life together. And my father would be like, "Fuck that! I got two for 50. You know what I mean? So like, that was that was that that was that was just a that was just challenging in itself. But with that said, my dad was in and out of our lives not because he didn't want to be a good dad, but you know, with the life uh, choices he made, that came with sometimes it's sad to say, but with some inc- incarceration. Right. So you know, at times that he wasn't there. We didn't have a lot. My mom, with with, with every situation we weren't dealing with, she would always find some humor in something. Like, as bad as things were for us, sometimes she was like, well, there are some people that are a little less fortunate. Right. And I was like, well, damn it, I want to Google them and let me see a picture of it, right? And <laughs> then you, she would were always... You funny? Were you funny as a little kid, or did that come later? No, it was like I've always had a sense of humor in my entire life. I never thought that this would be the profession I chose, but it was always, I was that one. Everybody knows a story. When you're growing up, everyone knows a funny story. But if you look back at your past, when you hear those stories, it's like you know the story, your friend Cindy might know it, but it's one person that you want to tell that story. And I think that's what I represented in my childhood, and I think that is what I represent in my adulthood to this day. Right, right. So, like, how did you get started? Did you, like, do, like, uh, talent shows at school and stuff like that? I did, like, it. I did the most non-traditional. I was what you call an asshole or a better, <laughs> a, 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 maybe a, a Oxford English definition. Um, I was a heckler, a person that comes <laughs> to the show, but from their seat have no real true talent, but they want to take the easy route and upstage the performer by trying to throw barbs at them. So oh. I was I – was, I was that asshole sitting at the table like, your pants so tight, look like you're going to catch a yeast infection. I was just a, a, I was just a, a nuisance. And after, when I first started, I started becoming popular as as a heckler at this comedy show. Like, people would really come to the door and say, yo, is that asshole dude going to be here tonight? Oh, so my that, gosh. I started building up some, some, some carriage from my seat as a heckler. But after a while, the, the owner thought I was disrupting the show. He thought he could he could figure out a way to shut me up, so he challenged me to go on stage. I went on stage, and a little did he know that was going to be the inspiration for my com- comedy career. And like 17, year, 17 years later, it's something I'm still doing. It's something I still enjoy doing. Awesome, awesome. All right, so it was so- never me, the, um, the, the transition from comedy to acting to radio, it was nothing I ever, I, I never saw it. It was just like it all, all just, it, it just yeah. it all became from one thing bills to another. And that's why I tell people, you may not necessarily know what your true calling is, but you got to go for something and be good at something. If you do good at that, it'll open the doors and other things will come your way. Donnell, this show is all about love, sex, and relationships, as you know. And you've shared with me that you've never been married and you never had any babies. 
Is right. that true? Yeah, that's true. I mean, especially for a black guy, people are like, how the hell did that happen? But um, <laughs> it was um, it was it was one of those. You don't got no babies where, out there hiding. You know, no babies. No, no, that's people always say that you got any babies? Not that I know of. Not that I know of. And if you show me a picture of an oily baby, there's no way I was going to claim it. You got to show me a picture of a 13-year-old teenager that doesn't wear lotion, and then that's when I'm going Maury Povich and say I want a damn DNA taste. That don't look nothing like my baby. Look how oily that his skin is. That don't look nothing like my baby. <laughs> All right. So seriously, though, like why haven't you ever gotten married? Just never, just too busy I with the career think- or what? I think that um I want a lot of people make the excuse of their career, but I, I one thing I will say uh you know about being in entertainment it's challenging mm-hmm. on any type of relationship. I mean it's a it's you, when especially being where you're in front of the camera and people see you. I mean it's hard to be in a relationship where people don't have trust issues. And a lot of times that's their insecurities they're dealing with more than anything. But I think that you know I've been the thing that have been that's driven me demotes my life it hasn't been to be happily married after it has been to try to get a certain amount of success right. and with that said you compromise a lot of stuff in your life you know right i don't you know i'm not saying like yeah i don't need a family i don't need kids it's definitely something that i would want but for the most part of my adult life my center focus has only been as they say in the street to get this money and i've probably looked lose lost focus some of the other jewels in life, but you know, hopefully, right. you know, with with the right blessing and everything, that that'll present itself to me. But right now, right. it's not a part of my life. Here on the Doctor Zoe Today Show, we try to encourage people to have long-term monogamous relationships. We have a good time, we cut up, but we also want to have a positive influence to really inspire and evoke change in people's like sexual consciousness. Because we lived in such we live in such an oversex society with the media, with porn, with everything. So, do you think that? But with that said, if you but if, if, <laughs> with, but with that said, if you're not happy, strap up and go in, son. Smash out. <laughs> <laughs> but do you? Think Think that people are loyal this day and age at all? Like as far as like monogamous, committed relationships. I think I think one of the things that binds that more than anything, I think, really is is religion. People, I think, they're more uh, they would be more upset about betraying their God than betraying their partner. Right. And I mean, I just think that uh, for you know to 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 ex- just just to naturally expect a man just to want to be with one woman, I think that that's like so. You think that faith. So you think faith is a factor that'll keep a man or a woman in line? Also, I, I think, think that's maybe not if always have... the case. That's yeah. not always the case, but I oh, think that no, that's definitely something... not. There's a lot of freaks in the church every Sunday. I know they turn it up. They turn it up. They turn it down. Turn it down in church. They turn it down in hallelujah. Amen. They're coming back. They're coming back from the club, rolling up in the church. All you have to do (laughs) is say, "Bless her heart," or "Bless his heart." At the end of anything, you could. He said, "She she got gang bang last night." Bless her heart. (laughs) People will be more accepting of it. All right, but also I think people will stay faithful if they have like a good moral compass. It's next. Not necessarily religion. Sometimes they're raised right. They got that, a good moral compass. That, or if there's kids involved, that'll keep I them think that those are, those, I, I think everything that you're saying are things that force a mm. guy to but be But you don't committed. think it's our natural, you don't think it's natural instincts. I don't think it's, I don't think that it's natural for a man yeah, to want to be said, with one woman. Said, I think you it's, said the other I think day. something... Donnell, what you said the other day to me really fucked me up. It made me like I'll repeat, never, I remember what ever I said. want to commit to anyone ever again. You told me what one of your mentors said. 
What am I? Then, and there are said. exceptions. There are exceptions to the rule. But this is a, a, one of my mentors starting comments. <laughs> he said, he told me, he said, this is when your career would take off. When you've banged everything you could bang, you've done everything, you tried every position, you've done every height, you've done everything you could do. That's when your career takes off. And he said, just keep in mind, and you have to remember this, that, and this is for the women out here, and this may be hardcore for you. It doesn't matter how good. You think your vagina is, it's never going to be better than new vagina. And that oh, was the words my of God. a mentor. Now you have situations, things that come in where you may not want to be experimental and try to find out that, but it's a man's instinct to want to, to, to capture. It's a man's instinct to want to hunt. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But and, and to be totally honest, and usually, guys, the, the older you get, you know, once you've been out there and you've soared your oats, whatever, you've done everything you did, that's when you probably come become a little bit more mature when it comes to, you, you know, your sexuality. Right, because a lot of do. guys, they, they, a lot of my clients, a lot of men that I counsel, they're successful, they're out there, they've dated models, they've had it all, and then they're like, you know what, I'm tired of this. I'm tired of waking up with somebody new every morning. I've had all kinds of pussy, and I'm ready to find somebody to spend my life with. So I think after you sow your oats, maybe there is a time in a man's life where it's just like whatever. But you're saying it but doesn't matter. But the only matter. thing, the thing is, too, Dr. Thing. Wait, you're saying, what? I'm not going to shut the fuck up. Just listen. You're saying that no matter what we teach them here on Dr. Zoe today, females, we teach them to do Kegel exercises, keep that pussy nice and tight. No matter if right. I tell them, keep some mystery about yourself. Don't overdo it. Don't give everything up to your man. Keep a little mystery because men are naturally hunters, and you've got to keep that mystique about yourself and let me teach you how to take care of yourself and let me teach you how to you know that will prolong that will pro if you're not giving head you need to oh wait a minute you didn't talk about that whoa 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 slow down i didn't now you should open up because every single one of my exes want me back so i still think that there is a way to have a man there's many pussy whipped men out there period i don't care what you say but it is true i think it's it's not our human instincts to be monogamous with one person for our whole no, life. No, you that's a learn that to me that's a learned trait. That's a trait from being burnt. That's a trait from being yeah. being hurt. That's a trait from and I'm gonna tell you another thing with guys. You know what I'm saying? When you're younger, you you know, guys you run through chicks like I ain't tripping off this trip and whatever, she'll get over it, she'll get over it. I'm not famous, she'll get over it. But it's not until you start getting a little, you know, up there in age and you start saying, you know what, the thing, one of the things that'll slow your ass down is that I hope that she's not doing to me what I was doing to other people and then you start getting in touch with yourself yeah. and you realize karma is going to catch up karma. with your ass sooner yeah. or later and if, the you're first in the church, time, if you're in the church you reap what you sow you know what exactly. goes around comes around it's all true karma and I'm going to tell you, you know, the yeah. first time that I went through a breakup where I wasn't the one breaking up and I got broke up on I was a little yo I cried <laughs> hard I was muffled I muffled my face in a Somebody pillow I was crying well, did it shake me? Yes, it, it shook me. I was, I would, cause like, save men, me. we're, I'm men, a we're bitch and I need to be saved. Yo, let me tell you something. A guy called rule that we practice is never cry. But you know, I don't know if That's I want to agree with that because when a guy That's never bullshit. cries, when you finally cry, your face looks like elephant man. Your face is so distorted. <laughs> it looks like you got you have an allergic to re, a, a allergic reaction. To shellfish. So if you, you know, I think once a month you should. Cry. So when did this happen to you? When did you get your heart broken? When did you get broke up with? This was like about uh, about about six years ago. Yeah, and it was you loved the woman and you fucked up and she and she she quit your ass or what? 
Yeah, I mean, I'm saying, you know, I mean, whatever your definition of love, I think there was more so that ain't nobody ever broke up with me before. I'm like, what the fuck? Isn't it funny that it's human nature that you don't know what you have until it's gone? Or you don't like, you know, like you don't, you always want something you can't have. Whenever I break up with somebody and it's like, and something, it's just like, oh, once they know they can't have you back, it's like then they want you back. So I think But they don't want everything back nature. about you. They only want, when, when you, and I hear what you're saying as far as your guys human, want to get back human with you. Nature. It goes both ways. It goes both yeah, ways. Yeah, but what they want back, when you, if you reminisce about somebody, you like, oh, I remember that time. You want that one time. You don't want yeah. all the shit to that's force true. you guys that's to break true. up. That's true. You got a point. That's you all got you a want. Point. Is, you're like, oh, you know what? I missed a good time. You ain't saying I exactly. missed all the shit about that's you. That's true. You I feel something. that way about my exes, too. That's very true. All right. So yeah. all the celebrities you've worked with and hung out with, who did you think was going to be an asshole but wasn't? Um, oh, man. Damn it. That's. I don't really, I don't know, I don't know if I give up. I won't say. All right, so vice versa. Let's okay, see. I'll tell you this. Flip it. I won't. Flip it. Wait, I'll, flip it. So who did you think was going to be cool but was an asshole? Um, I won't. Asshole's a tough word when I, when I, when okay. I, when I, when I, when I explain this. But, <laughs> no, when I explain this, I was at a club in Miami um, one night and I was having a good time, right? And I don't, I do, I, I, I'm around a lot of celebrities. I don't really get. Uh, two star struggle to somebody that I grew up watching and I admire. Mm-hmm. But um, I was in a club one night and um, I was having fun. I was with my girl, whatever. We VIP, we popping bottles, we doing whatever you do in Miami. And this tall, dark guy walked past and I was like, oh shit, I looked up. It was Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. Right? And I was so, look, listen to you. you I, all I said was his name. You said, mm. <laughs> that is like, so wrong. But I'm going to be totally honest. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll be honest. You said, you, I said Michael Jordan. Like, mm. That's like the ultimate chocolate bar right there. Okay, but go ahead. But let me tell you something. I will say this, and not that you know I'm not in touch with my sexuality. But when I did see Jordan for a second, I was like, damn! I don't care who you are. Did you get a woody? Did you get a summer wood? Now, now, now you're exaggerating. <laughs> you're exaggerating. You're exaggerating. You know, you know you got a little hard. You know no, you yeah, I, I, yeah, but I was. My forehead started sweating a little bit. Oh, that's Michael shit. Jordan. Come on. Okay. But right. I thought. Because there's a lot of celebrities out here, a lot of names out here that are really fascinated and enjoyed the Chappelle show. And this got me with some conversation with some, like, big names. Mm-hmm. And I thought when I saw Jordan, he would possibly be a fan of Chappelle show. So I went up to him, and I did every catchphrase I ever did on Chappelle show. I said, hit me two times. I'm rich, bitch! Right? And the, the last thing you want to do is look Michael Jordan in his face and say, I'm rich, bitch. That's Michael Jordan. And I could tell he didn't vocally say it, but his eyes looked like, I'm richer, bitch. And I think he went and plucked one of his cigar ashes on the top of my bald head. Oh, so shit. So I won't say that um he oh, was an shit. asshole. For real, but or is that bullshit? No, that's a true story. He that's asked on Ashy? He asked on, he asked on you for real? He, he, Oh, he asked, he asked you, were, you were even more ashy that night, weren't you? Yeah, I was. The funny thing about it was. <laughs> what did your girl say? You said you were with your no, girl. What'd she say? Yeah, the funny thing about it. So I'm, I'm damn near half dressed because I, I wanted him to see what I looked like, right? And after he dissed me, I went back to her and she was like, "Damn, you were sweating, Jordan." I was like, "What? Nobody sweating, Jordan? It's hot as shit in this Miami club, right?" I tried to make, <laughs> I tried to save face. So she was like, "Go over there, follow him. Won't you be a part of his entourage?" I'm like. Nobody is tripping over Jordan. The minute she turned her back, I made a beeline back over to there to try to get that picture. <laughs> and it didn't work. That is I so went, funny. The, that is the, so the funny, funny thing was, the funny thing was, I went back over there, right? 
And I went to one of his assistants. I was like, you know, I was on the Chappelle show. I'm a big fan of Jordan. You think I can get a picture? He was like, well, you got to talk to Mike about that. He made it seem like I was a part of their crew. So I went up to Mike again. This is the second time. think he probably didn't recognize me the first time. I'm getting it straight, right? So I was like, you know, I'm a fan. Can I get a picture? He said, I don't take pictures. And I did what any gangster would do. I took my beef to Twitter. I immediately started a hashtag. Oh, I got a fucking beef with Twitter right now. With Twitter. With Twitter. Because, you know, uh, Rihanna, well, first Kim Kardashian put out some news. And, you know, okay, I don't care about the iCloud and everything. Kim Kardashian had a Blackberry in her hand. It's all publicity. We're not stupid. So all you stupid fucks out there that think that these were leaks through iCloud and all this shit, it's all bullshit. It's all publicity. So Kim Kardashian leaks news, right? And she's got two positions. She's got, like, the side position with the ass showing, and she got the front position with the titties showing. Then Rihanna, boom, right after, boom, she comes out. Same positions, almost identical. So what is my, my team is like, damn, that's crazy. Rihanna, you know, Rihanna's a beautiful girl. And years ago, right. there was some connection with my company, Rihanna, years ago. But I put up on Twitter. So my team puts the pictures side by side. They put the titty shot next to the titty shot, the ass shot next to the ass shot. And they put it up on my Twitter. And it was like, re, re, we love you, but Kim's curves are kicking your ass. Like something yeah. like that. Boom, my Twitter account, 156,000 people. I don't got millions, but I got a good following going on. I'm in the top 10 percentile of social media users worldwide, according to Clout, who gives a fuck, but hey. But anyway, they banned my, they they suspended me for that. (laughs) They suspended me as much stuff. Look, yo, that is so funny. They suspended they so my publicist, wait, wait, wait. So my publicist called me up and he's like, listen, I think somebody in Rihanna's camp got pissed off. I'm like, I love Rihanna. Like, what the fuck? I'm just saying, like, Rihanna's titties look like they're, they're still in third grade. Like, Kim's got these nice, big, fat titties. Like me, I just identify with the curves. Uh, so anyway, yeah, so I got my account suspended, but it's all good. I got the business account and stuff. So what happened I to had, you? So you did I had Jordan? A, I, I I had a suspension because when Ray J put out that song trying to poke fun at Kanye West, that song I hit it first. I had a picture of Ray J, and it was a self, uh, uh, it was a Photoshop picture of Paula Dean in a very compromising position. And Ray J is saying I hit it first, and I don't know if Paula Dean talked to Twitter or Instagram and said we got to get him off of there. He got me with my butter spread open. But after that, I got suspended too. But you got to be careful. It all depends on who's behind yeah. those boards at the right time, you know? True, true, true. Okay, what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick commercial break. And we come back, we're going to answer your questions about love, sex, and relationships with Donnell Rawlings. Shouldn't the product you use in your private parts be organic? Introducing Sex Butter by Dr. Zoe, a healthy, organic, and even edible vaginal and penis lubricant. Naturally enhances sexual pleasure, promotes arousal and orgasm, is antifungal and antibacterial, and smells delicious. What? Can be used with a partner or alone. <laughs> Purchase your sex butter by Dr. Zoe in the Dr. Zoe Today app or at drzoetoday.com. That's D R Z O E T O D A Y.com. Everything is better with the butter. Mm. Okay. Uh huh. 
I'm gonna have to send you some of that, Donnell. No, yo, yo, I'm glad you better send me some sex hot sauce. For sure, for real, organic sex butter because everybody's putting shit up in their twats. That's no good, okay? So women got all those female problems. All you ladies out there that are listening, that KY and all that shit you putting up in there is not good for you. This is organic. It is good for your pussy. It is good for the dick, all the skin, all the foreskin, the balls, everything. Damn. Eat it. You can. It's organic. We're eating organic. We're using organic products on our skin and our hair. Is it gluten-free? What the heck? Yes, and what the hell are you putting up in your vag? So you need to check out Dr. Zoe's Sex Butter by Dr. Zoe at drzoetoday.com. Let's get into these questions. i got questions from my listeners, and if you have any questions about love, sex, and relationships, you can go right on the Dr. Zoe Today app, and there's a tab. It says Ask Dr. Zoe. Boom, hit that, submit your question. It doesn't matter. This is 18 and up, so it doesn't matter how crazy it is. Or you could go to drzoetoday.com, and you can submit your question there about love, sex, and relationships. Donnell, are you ready? I was born ready, woman. <laughs> okay, all right. So we got a question from Mike. It says, I'm a club promoter, and I hook up with different women every weekend. The problem is I can never get them to leave my crib in the mornings. How can I nicely get them to leave, especially since they never look the way they did in the club? It's honestly kind of scary. I woke up like this. Okay. So, <laughs> so, I woke say? up like this. <laughs> I know. I want to do a spoof on that, and I want my hair to be all messy and my mascara, you know, like down on my That's face funny. like I just fucked all night and just sing that song. <laughs> all right. So what, so what do you say? What's a nice way to get a bitch to leave in the morning? And I shouldn't say that. Let's say, how, the ladies, how do, how do you handle that situation? Back in I, the mean, day? I, I mean, I um, mean, I mean, one this. I mean, this is like an old school dude, old school way. You could just have one of your boys call you at a certain time. If you want her up like nine o'clock, you know, he can call you like at eight o'clock and say some type of uh, catastrophic emergency down <laughs> at the club or something like that. That could be a good way. Or you could. All depends on how big your space is. You could let. You can. You know, have your mom come up for a week and have her in one room. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then all of that a sudden, work. like that no work. chick. If you've been scandalous the night before that quick, nobody wants to have a conversation with your mother with your mother for with your real. mother about what you want for breakfast. Or you could say, I mean, this is the, I mean, be straight up. Um, this is one, and they get the message after you've had crazy hot sex all night, whatever. And, and you know that point where you look up in the ceiling and everything, and she's sit laying there like, what's going to do next? Just say to her, uh, what you about to do? And if a woman doesn't know what that means, get the fuck out. Then you know you don't know that person. You probably don't know him anyway. Right, right, right. Tell him to leave, son. Yeah, okay. All right, Dion wrote in. He put, my girlfriend used to work the streets, quote-unquote, before she met me, if you catch my drift. Yes, obviously. Okay, so we've been together for a year and a half, but I can't seem to trust her because I know the type of person she was two years ago. Can people really change? I I say, wait, wait, I'm going to take this one first, and then you can say what. I say people don't change unless there's a tragedy or an epiphany. In other words, something crazy happens in their lives, a major tragedy, then that causes a person to reevaluate their lives or some kind of epiphany. They have some kind of spiritual awakening. It's like, you know what? I don't want to fuck up anymore. And, or this love is so great that I want to change for this. So tragedy or epiphany, if not, neither one of those have changed, then no, they're not going to change. Go ahead. 
Donnell, what do you say? I mean, I would I, I would agree with you to a certain extent, but I do, and it's part of like my whole vision of of changeabitch.com. I just think that save a you bit. know, hopefully, yeah, savebitch.com, save yes, yeah, savebitch.com. You know, um, I think that. Every, with that said, of, of, as much as women used to be out there, I think one of the reasons why some of them are like that, they're insecure, they haven't been loved by the right person. And don't, this is not the rule. This is probably the exception to a rule. I think there comes a time when a woman will want to change. But the whole thing is that you, if, if you're in a situation where someone had a past, you have to 100% say that um, you have to say I'm ready to be hurried by love, and, and and give it the benefit of the doubt. If, any, if the people are doing something wrong and doing something evil, this may sound crazy, but every, as they say, it's an old saying, whatever's in the dark will come to light sooner or later. Yes. And a lot of times you when you're looking for something real hard, that shows a lot of insecurity mm-hmm. in yourself. You don't have to look for shit. I'm telling you, if it's something, if it's something evil, somebody's doing whatever, it will be presented always, to you in the, mm-hmm. in, the, in the simplest fashion. Don't even try it. Yeah. And it could be a chance that the same person that you're trying to accuse of whatever may be that person that wants to share their life with you and get their shit together. So it's a roll of the dice, but it won't. He sounds like a dude that's afraid to get hurt. And yeah. the only way you're going to find that true happiness is if you are not afraid to get hurt, and that's when it's true. That's that's good. That's awesome advice. Samuel writes in, he put, I want to break out in the adult entertainment industry, but I feel like no one will take me seriously because not only am I black, but I'm a little person. But I have a full-size penis, and I'm really good in bed. Dr. Zoe, do you have any connections or advice? I First of all, I would say don't give up on your dream, little man, with a big penis. Don't give up on your dream. And I'm, I don't have any connections for you. That's not my forte. But I will say, you know, I'm sure that that's already out there. I'm sure there's a, there's a little people porn industry somewhere that you could find out about. Donnell, you know anything about this? What you got to say to Samuel? Samuel's a I little will, man. I will say that. I say, you know, like it's a. I don't know who wants to be a porn star. I have a friend that's a porn star, and the way he got discovered, this girl sat on his lap. She was like, "Damn, you should do porno." The same girl sat on my lap. Was like, "Damn, you should tell jokes." So you know, <laughs> so you know, what I mean, I don't know if I connect with you in that sense, or whatever. But get some references. I think you know, you know that you could possibly have a porno career when chicks start saying, "Damn, you should put that dick on film." Mm. And if they say that, then you just you know send. Not a, 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 a YouTube joint. Get social media involved, son. Go yeah. out here. Let the streets call for you. There you, know? you go. There you go. Okay, anonymous person wrote in and said, I had a threesome with a woman and another man. After a long night of way too many drinks, as I was having sex with the woman, the man came up behind me and was doing some things I normally would have flipped out over, but I was so drunk I went with it. Both They both attend the same college as me, and I felt really weird about the whole experience. Do you think the saying, it's not gay if it's a three-way, is true? No, I don't think it's true. I think drunk or not, you still have some kind of consciousness about what the fuck you're doing. Um, no, wait a minute. It was two girls and a guy. Or two no, guys no, no, no. It's a guy that had a threesome with a woman, and the other man came up, and he says he was, the man came up behind me and was doing some things I normally would have flipped out over. And he says, is it, is it true, the saying, it's not gay if it's a three-way? What do you think? So basically, uh, I, he let the guy fuck him up the ass when he was messing with this woman, and he says that it was because he was drunk, and it's really uncomfortable because they all go to the same college. 
So, I mean, I think that that, I mean, I think when it comes to something like that, you know, different than what a woman says. When a woman says, oh, my God, I banged four of those guys because I was drunk. A lot of times it wasn't because you're drunk. It's because something that you wanted to do deep, 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 deep. And when I say this literally for him, deep, 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 it's deep. something that you wanted to do deep, deep, deep inside. So you're only kidding yourself if you say <laughs> it's something that, the minute you say it normally, the minute that you say normally it's something I wouldn't approve of, then you, you've already mentally you've been challenged. And if that's the life you want. Go with it, son. That's your choice. Go with it, son. So it is gay, even if it's a three-way. Okay, Anonymous, you got that? All right, Sherry writes in. She put, I've been seeing someone for four months. I wouldn't call him my boyfriend, but we've had very a very strong sexual chemistry, and I can feel myself falling in love with him. He's a sweetie, but he doesn't make barely any money. And the reality is he doesn't have anything to offer me other than great sex and good genes if I decide I want a baby. There's another man who's been pursuing me for a month who I'm attracted to, who I'm not attracted to, but he's very successful. He spoils me, and I know he would treat me like a princess. Give it to me straight. What should I do? I say train the good guy to fuck. I say get on my show, listen to my episodes, get on my blog, Zoilina.com. I say train the good guy to satisfy you sexually and dump the chomp. That's what I say. What do you think? My thing is that I mean I can tell this is a this is a level this is something that has to do with maturity because it sounds like a younger woman and the way a yeah. younger woman would think as you get older you start to compromise some of those inches on that dick for a little bit more inches on that bankroll and that bank account you know right. what I'm saying like That's true. And I mean it's, it sounds like you know this woman is something she's gonna be challenged with for the rest <laughs> of her life a guy that could do well for her and then the big dick dude okay now, but what, what, being a woman who makes money and is successful when you're with a guy who doesn't make money or they work for you or whatever it is it gets kind of like it's cool at first but it gets old i know from experience like it gets kind of old it's like baby you're cute and you can fuck and that's wonderful and that's beautiful thing and you treat me good and you rub my feet and you draw my bath and light candles and you cook and you clean but like i'm out here hustling getting this money what are you doing like let's build well, together I mean, now you, got, you know you what got i mean you, I mean, there's nothing like a guy that has inspiration and, and the guy has potential. Yes. Now, if you're dealing with that same person that has no inspiration and potential, right. then you're dealing with a guy that's never going to change. Right. But, you know, that's just If he luck. has that's goals just, and vision, then, you know, maybe it'll work out. Yeah, maybe work out, but then it sounds like to me, Dr. Zoe, that your connection is with, is, is my personal opinion, is with two different things because if you are successful, and even, even if a guy is, like, not as successful, but if he's giving you uh, the thing that a lot yeah. of women don't get is the happiness and he's giving you the dick That's right, true. then That's I think true. that you, 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 should, you, you, should, you should settle a little bit. It's very true. That's very, very true. Okay, Jay writes in, he put, my girlfriend left me a week ago for my baby mama. I don't even know, I didn't even know she was bi. I've basically been sitting here on the couch ever since with my mouth hanging open. What is that exactly does this say about me? That, okay, can you tell me that again? I missed the first part. I'm sorry. Okay, my girlfriend left me a week ago for my baby mama. I didn't even know she was bi. I've basically what? been sitting here on the couch ever since with my mouth uh, hanging wide open. What exactly does it say about me? It says that you're a guy that is like in, 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 touch, in, in touch or excited about what his sexual needs are. Like every guy's fantasy is to be with two women, but that's that's just a fantasy and reality of it. If two women ever say they want to be with you, they don't want to be with you. They really want to be with each other. You're like a light switch. <laughs> they want to turn you on and off. And like for every guy that says they want that, if you are insecure 
angry, bitter person that suffers from Napoleon complex where one chick is worse with two bad bitches at the same damn time because there's a level of jealousy that cannot that's deeper than that you would have with another guy. For some guys, especially those super macho guys, you don't want to feel like your woman can be persuaded to get with anybody but you, and especially so if it's a female, first thing you ask is you say to yourself, damn, this dick wasn't good enough. But some women out there are <laughs> some women are attracted to some women are attracted to women, women the same way you are. Yes. yes, yes, yes. And it doesn't say that they were having a threesome or nothing. It says that his baby mama left. No, the girlfriend left for the baby mama. So those two are together. And he's left on the couch with his mouth hanging open. And I say you need to contact uh, Donnell and saveabitch.com. Maybe him and his crew can help you out. Anyway, um, Donnell, that's all we have time for tonight. Thank you so much for being on the show. And before we go, tell my listeners again how they can keep up with everything you're doing. On any social media, Donnell Rawlings, D-O-N-N-E-L-L-R-A-W-L-I-N-G-S, or you could just, like I like to say, Google me, bitch. But if you Google Donnell Rawlings, all my social sites will come up. Or you can visit my website to get my dates. I'm doing like a 30-city tour now. I'm all over the place. And if you enjoy me on Dr. Zoe's show, if you enjoy me on Chappelle's show, if you enjoy me on The Wire, if you enjoyed my 10-second cameo on Spider-Man 2, you will love me <laughs> up close in, in person. In person. Give me I'm a rich bitch before we go. Um, you know what? That phrase has been getting me in trouble because every time I go somewhere for dinner, people, when a check comes, they say, I thought you was rich, bitch. <laughs> so my new phrase, going into 2015, is give me the money, support, save a bitch. I'm broke, bitch! <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Let's go. 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 Let's go.